and welcome back to the Learning is So podcast. I want to thank you for listening and this is your first time joining me. Welcome. I am so glad you could be here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have an extra moment, would you consider leaving a review? It only takes a few moments or you can also share this episode on social media. Both help others find this podcast. If you are looking for some good resources for deepening your faith, just visit sitstillmydaughter.com to see what is available for you, including Bible reading plans, blog posts, and other downloadable information. I also have a link in the show notes that allows you to donate to this ministry. Your support helps us in continuing to encourage the hearts of women with the truth of God's word. Today, we are talking again about Proverbs 31 woman, and this time we are focusing on her character. This will not be an in-depth study because we would be here forever. I just want to give you some highlights and try to break them down into three categories. Let's begin with her home. Our home is a place of refuge and rest. What we pour into it will impact its day-to-day function and flow. Listen to verses 21 and 22. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. The Proverbs 31 woman is not afraid of what comes because she has been like the wise man who foresees the evil. She has been diligent in her preparation and is not easily caught off guard. There is food in the pantry. The home is clean and maintained. Her children have what they need. When something unexpected happens, it can throw us for a loop if we did not have something in reserve. I think of Abigail when the man came to her in a state of fear. She calmly reacted because she was prepared. She had enough food on hand to feed a small army. That did not happen in the moment, but methodical preparation by Abigail for the what if. And while this was probably not on her list of possibilities, she was ready nonetheless. We must be women who are prepared instead of procrastinators. I know that it is easy to say, I will do it tomorrow. But the funny thing about it is that it can quickly become habitual since each new day brings another tomorrow. It is always best to tackle something as soon as you can. So maybe we can say, why not do it today so that I don't have to do it tomorrow? This is the character of the diligent, not the slothful. And the book of Proverbs has plenty to say about that. Listen to some. Proverbs 12, verse 24. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Chapter 13, verse 4 says, The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. And chapter 22, verse 29. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Again and again, we see that it is the diligent that reaps success and the slothful who suffers the consequences of their laziness. It takes work to be prepared, just like the ant who spends much of the year preparing for the winter. But because of this, they never fear the snow, no matter how many inches or even feet fall. I know that this is an area that I need to work on as I can be a little bit of a procrastinator, but I will also say that we need to be careful about the things we do say yes to. Sometimes procrastination comes because our plates are too full and our body is simply overwhelmed to the point where we want to do nothing. This is your friendly reminder 
reminder that no is not a bad word. Sometimes it can be a lifesaver. So remember uh, the power of a small no. We've talked about that before. And a wise woman knows her priorities as well as her limitations. So be sure to pray about what things you should say yes to. This next verse may not be popular with everyone listening, but let's go ahead and read it anyway. Verse 15. She rises also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. Night owl or early bird? While both are feathery references, they have very different meanings. One represents a person who likes to stay up into the wee hours of the night, sometimes early morning, while the other enjoys an early start to their day. Now, I know that I will not be your favorite person for saying this. And I promise, I am not seeking anyone out personally, but the Bible speaks often of early rising, and it was also a practice of Jesus himself. Mark 1 verse 35 says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out, meaning Jesus, and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. John 8 verse 2 says, And early in the morning, he, meaning Jesus, came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And I like this verse from Psalms 119, verse 147. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I wait for your words. My teacher gave this pattern for success to us. Rising early gives you time to have your personal quiet time and prayer. It gives you a jump start to your day. You also have time to prepare yourself for the day, such as getting ready and even mentally preparing for the tasks ahead. She also made a great point about the difference between getting up early and staying up late. We accomplish more when we rise early because we are awake and refreshed versus when we try to finish it into the night, there are often more mistakes and frustration that takes place. I'm one of the first to admit I don't like to get up early. I would much rather roll over and sleep for another hour than get up when I do. But I also know that if I want to accomplish my to-do list, I need to get up. And can I insert one more thing? I know that some do their quiet time at night since it works better with their schedule, but can I encourage you that if it's all possible, do it in the morning. We are told to give God the first fruits of our money. We call it tithing. I remember thinking about this as a teenager and felt that God deserved the first part of my day as well. Plus, we need to be armed before we enter the day's battle, not after it has already happened. These are just a couple of reasons that I committed to doing my quiet time in the morning. I think this principle of rising early also can tie into being prepared. A woman who rises early has more clarity and energy to face the day. My teacher also said that failure to plan is planning to fail. We need to have a plan for our day, even if it is small goals, so that we can eventually accomplish the main goal, which is to do a prosperous day. It may take some adjustment, but if we want to enjoy the success of the Proverbs 31 woman, we will imitate her habits, which include rising early. Now, let's talk about the next section, her work. She is a worker, as we see in the multitude of verses dedicated to work in this chapter. She is first a willing worker. 
She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. That's from verse 13. The word seeketh means to inquire and the word willingly means delight, pleasure. So in essence, what it is saying is she inquires for work and is delighted to find it. She takes pleasure in working. Now, this might come as a surprise, but we were designed for work. Work was given to man in the Garden of Eden prior to the fall. It's not part of the curse, just the level of difficulty increased. God never intended for us to be idle or waste the day away. We were created with purpose, whether that is a nine to five job or working diligently in our own homes, cooking, cleaning, tending our children and the needs of others. The Proverbs 31 woman is a beautiful illustration of a true keeper at home, but this does not mean she can find herself to the four walls of her home. She found things that she could use to help her family such as wool and flax or purchasing a field after careful consideration. She willingly looked for work and delighted when she found it. She is also a hard worker. Let's revisit the field found in verse 16. She consider the field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. That was not an easy task as anyone who has ever worked in a garden can attest to. There is a constant need to water, weed, and watch over the plants to make sure the best crop is yielded. But she was willing to put in the effort. She was never afraid to work up a sweat or encounter a little bit of dirt or maybe a lot of it. Anything of value takes work. There is no easy way to the top or to earn a paycheck. It requires hard work. Verse 19 says, she layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She is willing to roll up her sleeves and get the job done, a trait that yielded the things she needed for her family. Lastly, she is a diligent worker. Notice what it says in verse 24. She maketh fine linen and selleth it. And what it says in verse 18, she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. She is a woman who cares about quality and pays attention to detail, a need for diligence. A sloppy person doesn't care about what they put out. Only a diligent person does. They want to ensure that whatever they do is excellent. I work for a custom woodworking shop and our pieces are branded with our logo because it's stands for excellence. It means that this piece has passed inspection. That brand remains in our cabinets. And even when someone buys a house that has our cabinets, they can call us for any questions they may have, or if they like them so much, they want more. The Proverbs 31 woman was not afraid to put her brand on her products because she stood behind the quality. She was not someone who took shortcuts. That is diligence at its finest. I pray that we all strive to be women who have great character in the area of work, that we are known as willing, hardworking, diligent workers who do it as unto the Lord, just as this woman did so many years ago. Now, finally, let's discuss the character of her speech and behavior because these are linked together. Our character will come out in both our words and actions. Let's start by reading verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. I want to read a statement that my teacher gave to us when we arrived at these verses in our study. And I quote, When a woman wears strength and honor as her clothing, respect is induced of others toward her. There is nothing common or low about this woman. Her noble character is easily seen as her clothes are and her godly virtues shine before all. You see it in the way she holds herself and the way she deals with others. This strength of character carries her through the tides of life. Come what may, 
No foe can daunt her, no fear can haunt her. She is not protected by her cleverness, success, and wealth, or by her husband's power and reputation. She is protected by her character and convictions. We must actively pursue godliness and righteousness, stand up for right, speak out graciously against wrong. I strongly encourage you, be women of conviction and character." End quote. What a powerful paragraph, especially when I was listening to it as a teenager. Character matters, and it is seen just like the clothing we wear. We pick our clothes to tell others who we are, what colors we like, what style we love, and even how we view ourselves physically. Our character does the same. It tells people what matters to us and how we view people. A woman who dresses sloppy tells those around her she doesn't really care about herself. And a woman who is late to work or selfish in her actions or utters curse words says she doesn't value others or care what they think. What we reach for in our spiritual closet matters just like our physical closet. It has to have something in it before we can take anything out. What have you shopped for over the years? Have you filled it with strength, honor, love, goodness, gentleness, self-control, temperance, kindness, meekness, joy, and peace? Again, this brings us back to the need for the quiet place. This is where we shop for these items but we have to drive there. We have to open God's word and study it. The more time we spend here, the greater our wardrobe selection will become, which in turn impacts our words and deeds. I want to be this kind of woman, one whose wardrobe is full of clothing, rich in character that makes a difference in this world and is well-pleasing to my Savior. The second verse I want to read is verse 26. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue, is the law of kindness. Again, I want to share what my teacher read to us, and I quote, Our greatest challenge yet in emulating this beautiful woman lies in this one verse. Let us be encouraged to strive for yet another attribute which would make us more like Christ and cause us to be well-pleasing to him, learning to say something that is worth saying is wisdom. Learning to say that something in the right way is kindness. Being thoughtful toward those around us will help our speech. Empathizing with their stresses, hurts, and struggles helps us to realize their need to be treated kindly. End quote. That is an interesting statement, but so, so good. Our words are our greatest challenge. Not just limiting them, but learning how to properly use them. Wisdom is a great asset in every area of our life, but especially speech and knowing how to do it with kindness takes it to another level. Our words are to be pleasant, a fountain of life, cool, refreshing water, and loving. This is the power of that tiny, yet very strong muscle that is surrounded by teeth, yet how many of us wield that power wrongly? So often we talk about others instead of encouraging them or speaking good things. I heard this saying, small minds talk about people. Average minds talk about events and great minds talk about ideas. I'm afraid I fall too often into that first category, but I desire to be in the last. And what does that require of me to become a woman of the word and a woman of character? I must let the Holy Spirit do his work inside of me and listen for his voice as he speaks to me. The more I do, the less of me will come out and more of Jesus will shine through. That is what I want. That is a Proverbs 31 woman. And what is the result 
of a woman of character in her home, her work, her speech, and her behavior? Well, my teacher phrased it this way, the harvest of a lifetime, which is told to us in verse 31. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. This is the culmination of her life, a life spent following God's plan and fulfilling his purpose for her. This is a woman who will stand before her Lord and hear those precious words spoken. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Those are words that I want to hear, but it requires that I make choices. The choice to follow Christ, to seek him and his kingdom first, to set aside my affections of the things down here and put it on the things above, to be a woman of the word and to walk in the spirit. This is the desire of my heart and I pray that it is yours as well. I promise my friends that it is well worth it when we see Christ. And with that, we will end today's episode. Have a wonderful day and never forget that you are loved with an everlasting love. Thank you.